Jim, that's a common play that shows will use nationwide shows, what have you. They'll play like something's live when it's not. I just want to see. You already know this is taped. I've told you that. We're not trying to trick you at all because that's the way we have to do this with Kevin. Can't do it any other way. And uh, talked to him yesterday. A lot of good info here. Now, let me just warn you, there's no Tommy Reese talk here because he was sworn to secrecy on that, and literally right after we finished up. I mean, I I was in my car in a parking lot taping this. Patton's back at the station. Kevin's up in Lexington. Walking from my car into a store, I see this story <laughs> after we finish taping. That's just the way this goes. A lot of good stuff here, though. Just tell me if you can tell if I'm trying to trick you or not here. Trying to make it sound live. Here we have it, y'all. Here's Kevin Hagan live, his triumphant return to the show. Hello, Kevin. We have to begin with the coordinators. A lot of speculation, a lot of hurry up and wait. What is the latest? Yeah, Bill, uh, this is beginning to surpass. Do you remember a couple years ago, the largest drama, I think you easily say in the Nick Saban era was, would Jalen Hurts stay or would Jalen Hurts go? And ultimately, Jalen Hurts, you know, transferred to the University of Oklahoma. And kudos for the kid who everyone says couldn't throw the football for taking the Eagles to the Super Bowl. I think we have now surpassed the Jalen Hurts drama with who are going to be the coordinators at Alabama. And, you know, on uh, – Tuesday of this week, I jokingly uh, sent out a tweet saying we've reached the point where we're going to sell Wonka bars with two golden tickets uh, to be the offense and defensive coordinator. What was a joke two days ago, Bill, uh, is scarily becoming what may be reality. Um, I can tell you this, um, Coach Saban uh, today, today being Thursday, it'll be yesterday when people listen tomorrow, uh, is beginning his traditional post-second uh, National Signing Day vacation. Uh, my uh, best source in the program, I believe, and I, I this is a scary thought, uh, it would not surprise me if Nick doesn't make an announcement uh, or release an announcement while he is on this vacation. And unless something drastically changes, uh, I personally believe from what I'm hearing from the people that I trust that Todd Grantham is about to be named the defensive coordinator at the University of Alabama. I'm sad to announce that the Jeremy Pruitt to Alabama dream has died. There is absolutely no one to blame for that other than Nick Saban and his unwillingness to, in my opinion, show the backbone to do what's in the best interest of Alabama. There's a lot of misinformation out there about that. Um, so I, I hope I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong, Bill. I hope I eat crow on that. But I'm afraid that we're heading for Todd Grantham. Of course, he's currently the senior defensive analyst at the University of Alabama. Saban has loved him. Saban thought about hiring him before in this role. Of course, Derek Dooley is the senior offensive analyst. On the other side of the ball, the offensive coordinator, uh, you know, Alabama brought in Ryan Grubb, the offensive coordinator at the University of Washington. Uh, and some other people, uh, Grubb didn't get the job because he didn't actually have an official offer. <coughs> Excuse me, he, he made $2 million. Uh, he 
got a raise at the end of the year. He's now making $2 million in Washington to be the Huskies coordinator. Um, he was hoping to get a raise over that at Alabama, and Alabama wasn't even willing to pay him the $2 million. So it's not like he was offered and said, no, I, I can't throw out names for you on the offensive coordinator, but the names that I've been whispered to, which I'm not going to share to protect a source, let me just tell all the Alabama fans, if any of the names that have been whispered to me get the offensive coordinator's job, then the run is over and people that I trust agree that if we end up with any of those offensive coordinators and Todd Grantham as a defensive coordinator, the new pie in the sky goal for Alabama football will go from being in the playoffs and winning a national championship to hopefully we can go 10 and two. This is a crossroads moment for Nick Saban and I'm very disappointed. I don't mean to be pessimistic on my first time back uh, on the show, uh, but right now, Bill, uh, we are we are heading off the cliff. Kevin Hagan back with us. We're talking Alabama with him. Humble Seeker has a question on Twitter. Wants to know your estimate on the 23 record considering the main opponents, Tennessee, LSU, et cetera, Texas, all have to go to Tuscaloosa. Yeah, it is a great schedule. As you mentioned, uh, all those games are in Tuscaloosa. Alabama makes a, a unique road trip to Tampa to play the South Florida Bulls in week three. Um, there's a, I have a lot of questions going into spring practice, and um, <clears throat> the coordinators are a huge, huge part of it. Uh, but there's a lot of position groupings that um, – I just want to see how they work their way out. Uh, I don't mean to panic everybody, but I'm I'm very concerned about the secondary uh, position. Everything not named uh, uh, Kool Aid. So I, I hate to not answer the question, but I, I'm I'm kind of waffling on where where it could really go until we find out about coordinators, find out who's going to do what in spring practice. So at this point, I'm going to be conservative as I always am in every area of my life. And I'm going to go into it saying, Bill, I'm going to go 10 and two today with the right to change that. Um, ask me what two losses I think we may see. Um, I think the Alabama LSU game, even though it's in Tusca uh, Tuscaloosa, you know, LSU's had a lot of success uh, in Tuscaloosa. That's a potential one for them. Um, and then Alabama has to go to Auburn. And as we all know, uh, that's not Coach Saban's greatest place. Uh, he's had some real bugaboos down at Auburn. So um, at this point today, February the 2nd, in pencil, I'm going to predict Alabama with a 10-2 and record. Just Bidness in Hoover, Alabama, wants to know about the JUCO receiver that Alabama signed. Yes, great question. Malik Benson, a transfer wide receiver from Hutchinson Community College, 6'1". I think, Bill, this young man is going to have a phenomenal season. Uh, he's not only uber talented, he has a tremendous work ethic. Uh, I have a contact at Hutchinson Community College who tells me he's also a young man that has his head screwed on right, which is always wonderful to go with the God-given talent. I'm going into spring. I'm going to make the prediction, and I hope I'm not wrong after spring, but I think he will be the go 
two wide receiver for Alabama. I think he's going to be the wide receiver weapon we didn't have next year. So I'm urging all Alabama fans to buy Malik Benson stock now while it's cheap because it's going to go up. Jim in Birmingham wants to know if you think Ty Simpson wins the quarterback battle this spring. If we want to go 10 and 2, he better. If it's anybody else, I get the right to edit that number down, Bill. Uh, I mean, I, it's, let, let's be honest. I mean, Jalen Milrow is a phenomenal young man, and I love him. I love the kid. But you look at our quarterbacks. I mean, we're bringing in two true freshmen, Eli Holstein and Dylan Londrigan. Uh, but you, you look at those four guys, the, it has to be Ty Simpson. It has to absolute has to be ty simpson and the feedback i've gotten in the program one of my greatest frustrations from last year bill what was the lack of playing time that ty simpson got last year um you know running quote quote 13 through last year bill ty simpson threw in games a total of five passes it's ridiculous and it infuriated me kevin hagan with us each and every friday Anything in recruiting or the transfer portal between now and, let's say, spring? Well, I think you're going to see Alabama go back into the portal after spring practice to fill a couple of holes. And I think you may see a couple of players come out of spring practice and realize that it's just the handwriting's on the wall and I'm probably going to be better off going someplace else. I would not see be surprised to see Alabama maybe go in the portal and bring in a backup center. Um, but in a, in a quasi recruiting thing here, uh, Alabama just announced today, uh, not long ago, that they have issued a new collective and it's called Yay Alabama. It's replacing the previous uh, High Tide Traditions Collective that was announced last April. I urge all Alabama fans to look at that online. It's going to have a three tiered approach of fans, legends, uh, level um, and a sponsor level. So Alabama making a major change here. Yay, Alabama is now the official collective. Um, Nick Saban realizes, I mean, that, that's the reality of college football. If you want to continue to be at the top of the program, you got to have an elite collective. But the bottom line for Alabama right now is Nick needs to get it right. He needs to get two coordinators in there who know what they're doing. And as I told you right now, Bill, we're heading in the exact opposite direction. Another tweet. Don't let Kevin go without asking about basketball. Nate Oates and the oh season they're having. You know, here's the reality, Bill. I'm sitting here complaining about all this football stuff, but the reality is, Bill, you know what? For a basketball school, we got a pretty okay football program. You know, that's the yeah. reality. And, and the great news is the day that this airs on Friday, the Alabama Board of Trustees are going to meet. And one of the items is looking at the contract of Nate Oates. And I'm happy to report after that meeting, the part of Lake Tuscaloosa that Nick Saban doesn't own, Coach Oates will own. Uh, I understand that they're going to revisit the quote, quote, new arena issue. I know construction costs are going up, but I'm sick and tired of hearing excuses there. Here's the reality. Nate Oates, for all of us Alabama, Alabama fans that love basketball and there's a lot of Alabama fans that love basketball we're just wanting to be good right and Nate Oates has proven it kind of he goes back to the days of Wimp Sanderson um, you know um, he's proven 
that you can be successful at the University of Alabama as a basketball coach. And I'm talking at a national elite level. Uh, Alabama was number two. They're number four. They are a legitimate, a legitimate Final Four prospect. And, and it's so great to see the enthusiasm. And the thing I keep hearing from all the Alabama fans are, it's not just that we're winning. It's that this team is fun to watch. I'm loving it, Bill. I love Nate Oates. I'm happy to hear he's getting more money, but they have got to get off their duff and figure out a way to get the man the arena he needs. Although I will say this, I, personally, I wish the arena was was fifteen to eighteen thousand. But at this point, I'll take the new twelve thousand arena over what we have. But Alabama basketball, Bill, it's it's keeping us afloat. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of anxiety in the Bama Nation right now with the uncertainty in the football program and our rock right now is Nate Oates in that basketball team. Kevin, a pleasure to have you back. It's an honor. I was shocked when you texted me and said I had an idea. And real quick, I just want to say uh, it was great coming to Commitments and seeing everybody. Uh, people, you could tell I was not in good health. I'm happy to report um, the doctors were getting better. I had a great heart report on Friday. Uh, but I, I, so many people have contacted me and said, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. And I just want people to know that from the bottom of my heart, that means a lot. Uh, God's hearing and answering those prayers. And, you know, this whole community is just really, really special. And I'm honored that we figured out a way for me to be a part of it again. And I just want to say thank you to all the listeners who are, are praying for me. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Kevin, we'll see you next week. Have a great Friday as always and roll tide. There you have it. Pat, do you think we tricked them? Do you think they thought that was live? They have no idea, Bill. <laughs> no clue. No idea, man. So, like I told you, no no Tommy Reese there, and uh, that was that was done on purpose at the time. That always happens. One thing you learn when you have sourcing and you're told keep it quiet, moments later somebody goes with it. You have to honor, if you've got a good relationship and you have sourcing, you have to honor it. But you're not the only one. You think you're the only one, but somebody else is leaking something. And the Tommy Reese story literally 